welcome to The Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and verses 19 through 24. We're going to skip a section in the middle of there because these other two sections are tied together. Then we'll come back and cover that other section next time. This takes place immediately after the betrayal and the arrest of Jesus, which is what we covered in our previous text, and it's where Jesus faces Annas and Caiaphas, the high priests. Before we get into this text, I want to thank the family leader for being our 20 23 Daily Dose Devotion Sponsor. If you want to learn more about the Family Leader, you can do so in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the Family Leader for their support. Also, as we come to the end of 2023, I want to invite anybody who might be interested or open to making a donation to Christian Crusaders before the end of the year to do so. You can do that at ChristianCrusaders.org or you can mail us a check at 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa, 50613. We'll use your general generosity to continue to promote the gospel and the truth of God's word to our growing audiences online and on the air. And thank you for your consideration. Chapter 18, verse 12. So the band of soldiers and their captain and the officers of the Jews arrested Jesus and bound him. First, they led him to Annas, who was the father-in-law of Caiaphas, who was the high priest that year. It was Caiaphas who had advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. This last verse, verse 14, is a reference to John chapter 11, verse 45 through 57, where Caiaphas did stand up in front of the council and say that it was going to be way better for one man, Jesus, to die for the nation rather than for there to be a riot that breaks out. And Caiaphas had no idea the degree of truth he was speaking at the time. And you can hear more about that in that devotion back in John 11, 45 through 57. So to paint a picture of what's going on with these high priests, the high priest is the head of the Sanhedrin which is the Jewish ruling council. This guy named Caiaphas is officially the high priest during Jesus' arrest and betrayal. He's the one who has to sign off on everything. But he's the son-in-law of Annas. Annas himself was officially the high priest from 6 AD to 15 AD. And then his son-in-law Caiaphas, the current high priest at this time, he was high priest from about 18 AD to about 36 AD. So while Caiaphas was the official high priest at this time, because Annas was formerly the official high priest, priest. They refer to both Annas and Caiaphas as high priest in these texts. Let's jump down to verse 19. The high priest, that is Annas, then questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered him, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. When Jesus had said these things, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? In other words, you need to give this guy more respect, Jesus. Verse 23, Jesus answered him, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the wrong. But if what I said is right, why do you strike me? Annas then sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. So if you take a few steps back, here's what you've got. you got a couple dudes who are in positions of human authority and they think they're in charge. Then you got Jesus, the Son of God, one of the persons of the Trinity who was present with God at the beginning of time. The one, as we learned in John 1, through whom God created everything that has ever been made. Jesus himself is the one who really is in charge, but these guys think he's just some schmo. And despite the fact that Jesus seems to be 
be making a very calm and rational defense for himself, they can't tolerate it. One of the guys slaps him in the face because they falsely think that they have authority over Jesus. And here's what's interesting, friends. Just because these guys think they have authority over Jesus, just because they think that he ought to respect them rather than the reverse, doesn't mean it's true. And that'll preach today the same way that it did back when John first penned this gospel. First of all, how'd you like to be the guy that goes down in history who slapped Jesus in the face and told him to respect an earthly authority? An earthly authority who would not have breath in his lungs if Jesus Christ hadn't exercised his authority over creation. How'd you like to be that guy? Well, before we beat up on that guy too much, I gotta believe that most of us, if not all of us, if we were in the same situation, would have probably done the same thing. It's not like we're clean over here. It's not like we're without sin, like we understand things perfectly. And the thought that crossed my mind as I read through this text is that today we also struggle with who's in charge. Granted, Jesus, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity, isn't standing in front of us and we don't have an opportunity to slap him in the face. But when we consider the authority of God's Word, everything that's written in Scripture about what's true, what's right, oftentimes when there's some dissonance between our lives and those truths, we start to puff our chests out and flex a little bit as if we are the ones in authority. Somebody's in a sexual relationship with a person they're not married to. Somebody thinks marriage itself is different than what the Bible articulates. Someone puts a priority on storing up treasures on earth rather than storing up treasures in heaven. Somebody likes to slander people and pass untruths about them to the people who will listen to them. Somebody thinks of themselves more highly than they ought. Despite the fact that the Bible lays out clear roles for certain people in certain situations, those certain people in those certain situations decide that they don't like those roles and they're going to invent whatever role they want and play it out however suits their preference. Scripture teaches that something is not in line with the popular opinion of the day, and people come together and decide that Scripture can no longer be relevant to this changing culture, and we need to capitulate to satisfy modern norms. The list could go on and on and on, and at the bottom of it is a struggle over authority that is not unlike what we see in this text. Not only that, but the people who are fighting against the authority of God's Word, against Jesus Christ, His Son, against God Himself, with the notion that somehow how they have authority where God has already clearly spoken and sometimes those people are you and me look no less foolish and they're no less out of line than these guys here who think they're in charge as they mock the one who created them and who even have the audacity to literally slap God in the face in an attempt to manifest the authority they think they have. I think you're probably picking up what I'm laying down at this point. God's in charge. His word is authoritative. And the one reasonable response that we can have is to surrender to him, to acknowledge that we have no authority and to submit to his. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at ChristianCrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast, airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefamilyleader.com. 
We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.